The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, of a member of the Wells on April 14, 2013, based on Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, and verses 6 through 9. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The Word of God, through which the Holy Spirit points us to our Savior Jesus Christ, strengthening our faith, is Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 and verses 6 to 9. The last verse of this text is the verse that Cody has chosen as his confirmation verse. Joshua 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you. Wherever you go, this is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior, and especially you, Cody, on this, your day of confirmation. Joshua was not a young man when the Lord called him to lead the people of Israel into the promised land, as you heard in the reading. Just think about it. Forty years earlier, Joshua was already old enough to be placed in command of Israel's army when they were fighting the Amalekites after the Lord had brought them out of Egypt. And now, forty years have passed, and if we do the arithmetic, it's, it's clear that Joshua must be well beyond sixty years old now, probably somewhere around the age of eighty. And yet, this was a very new time in life for him, wasn't it? Moses was dead. For 40 years, Moses had led the people of Israel. He was the only leader they knew. And look at what the Lord had done through Moses. The plagues in Egypt, the crossing of the Red Sea, the manna on the floor of the desert, uh, six days a week, the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. The Lord had spoken to Moses face to face in the cloud. Who could replace Moses no matter how mature and experienced he was? That's why Joshua, no doubt, had feelings of doubt, apprehension, fear, uncertainty. This was a very big step, a very new thing in life for him. And when we go through something new in life, that brings those apprehensions and, and nervousness. And your confirmation, Cody, is, is one of those new things, one of those steps in life. You are becoming a communicant member of this congregation. 
You are taking more responsibility for your own spiritual care. You are promising to faithfully follow Jesus no matter what. And as nervous as answering those questions in front of the congregation can be, that's just the beginning. Satan is going to be attacking, trying to get you away from Jesus. And so these words are not only for Joshua, but for you as well, for, for all of us, no matter what age or what stage in life we might be. The Lord says to us Christians, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And so, Cody, stand strong with the Lord. That's the theme to to keep in mind here this morning. Stand strong with the Lord. First of all, filled with his word. That's part one. And then filled with his courage, part two. Part one. Before a game, a coach will often give a pep talk to his team. Be strong. Give it 110%. You can do it. Don't hold back. Take it to them. Be courageous. But that, dear friends, is not what the Lord is doing here for Joshua or for us. This is not some sort of pep talk to pump us up. Oh, yes, some of the words may sound very similar, be strong and courageous. But why is Joshua to be strong and courageous? Where is that strength to come from? The Lord isn't telling him, dig down deep inside, find that inner strength. No, it's it's just the opposite, isn't it? Listen again to what that verse says. Be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God will be with you. Rather than coming from inside, the strength comes from outside, from the Lord, our God. That's where he's directing Joshua. For it's on him, on the Lord our God. That's whom our strength and courage depend on. And so how does the Lord our God come to us and stay with us. How does he make us strong and build up our courage? Well, the answer to that is in that verse right before your confirmation verse here, Cody. Listen again to verse 8. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Let's think about what that says about filling ourselves. First of all, it points us to the book of the law. That's God's written word. And for us today, that's the Bible. Here is God's written word. Through his word, he comes to you and me and stays with us. Through his word, he strengthens us. And so we stand strong in the Lord or with the Lord as his word fills us. Now, how does his word fill us? It talks about that word not departing from your mouth. In other words, the Bible isn't to be a book that you put off over on a shelf somewhere and forget about it. But we are to read it, hear it, speak it. Its words are to be in our mouth. 
And, and then it, it goes on here with the next phrase, meditate on it day and night. And there's a, a twofold emphasis here. First of all, the Bible isn't just to be kept somewhere safe for emergency use only. We are to be using it day and night, regularly. And not only going through the mechanical action of reading so many words, but, but meditate on it, it says. That is, is think about it. And, and one way to meditate on that word, one way to, to bring it home, is to ask ourselves questions as, as we go through the word. Ask yourself, what is God saying in this passage? How does this show me how much I need my Savior? How does this bring to me the good news of forgiveness and eternal life in Jesus? What does God want me to be believing, to be praying about, to be doing? As we think about those things and and look to his word for the answer, that's meditating on his word day and night. And another point that this verse brings out is when it says here, be careful to do everything written in it. And here again, there's a double emphasis. First of all, uh, don't just pick and choose which parts of the Bible that we might like and ignore the rest. And then also don't just have good intentions, but actually do it, put it into practice. And what does it mean to do God's word? It means both to believe his promises and to obey his commands. So how do we fill ourselves with God's word? Well, as as that verse makes clear, we do it as we keep his word in our hearts and minds, thinking about them regularly, day and night, and putting them into practice as we believe all of his promises and obey all of his commands. And as that word of God fills us, what does it do for us? Well, that word strengthens us, first of all, by showing us how weak and helpless we truly are. Yes, that word of God confronts us with our sins, including that sin of thinking that we can find the strength we need just by going inside ourselves. It exposes how many times we have relied on ourselves instead of relying on the Lord alone. It convicts us as weak, helpless sinners deserving God's death sentence. And then what a wonder. Then the word shows you and me, Jesus. He alone is strong to save. And that is what he came to do. He came as Emmanuel, God with us. He came to rescue weak, helpless, lost sinners like you and me. And this good news is good news that we would never have discovered or or figured out on our own. We were blind to it. But through his word... The Lord revealed, made known that good news, and through the word, the Holy Spirit opened our eyes to see and believe. That's what the Holy Spirit's done for you, Cody. And so now, in the weakness of the cross, dear Christian friends, see the strength of your Savior Jesus Christ crushing Satan's head. In the weakness of the cross, see Jesus turning God's anger away from us. In the weakness of the cross, See your sins paid for and heaven opened. For in the weakness of the cross is your strength and courage. And so, Cody, Christian friends, 
Stand strong with the Lord as his word fills your hearts and minds and lives. For through that word, Jesus brings us his strength. And through that same word, he brings us his courage as well. And that's the second part here. That Bible verse you picked talks about being strong and courageous. But what kind of courage is it talking about? This isn't the courage to reach for the stars or the courage to pursue our dreams. The Lord hasn't promised us the stars or our dreams. No, this this is the courage to follow Jesus. No matter what others may say or do, the courage to follow Jesus, no matter how hard life bears down on us or how bad we may feel on certain days, the courage to follow Jesus by holding on to his promises and obeying his commands. Now, as you well know what, what happens with Joshua here after they march around the walls of Jericho and they come tumbling down, we may think, if that happened in my life, if that's the kind of things the Lord did for me, then it would be easy to have courage like Joshua had and follow Jesus. But let's be honest about the situation Joshua was in. Let's try to put ourselves not as the Monday morning quarterbacks telling Joshua how he sort of felt, but let's, let's jump right into the game as it's happening. Joshua has led the people across the Jordan River into enemy territory. And we're talking about not only the army, but a lot of women and children as well, all open, exposed to attack. They are standing before one of the best fortified cities in that land. And it is shut up tight. No one's getting in or out. And they march around the city. And nothing happens. The next day they march around the city again. Nothing happens. How long would you keep that up? How long before you start thinking, if something doesn't happen soon, we're, we're just going to sitting ducks here. Now on the seventh day, they marched around seven times and the city and the walls did come down as the Lord had promised. But do you see the lesson of courage here? Courage holds on to the Lord's promises patiently, even when it seems impossible, just as Joshua did each of those days when nothing seemed to happen. He patiently held on to the Lord's promises no matter how impossible they seemed. Second lesson about courage here. Think about the battle after Jericho. After they defeated Jericho, they only had a small town nearby that they thought would be easy to take, the town of Ai. But Israel was defeated. And Joshua Joshua felt well, I, I, more than just discouraged. He fell face down on the ground before the ark of the Lord and he called out to the Lord in despair, why did you bring us over the Jordan River? The enemies are going to hear about our defeat and they are going to gather together and wipe us out. What's going to happen to the glory of your name, O Lord? In a lot of ways, you could say Joshua had lost courage, but, but at least he went to the Lord. And that's the second lesson for us to learn is that when 
God's promises seem to fail. When we're faced with defeat, courage keeps on holding on to the Lord's promises. Courage goes to him and holds on to those promises he's made. No matter how devastating or dire the circumstances appear. And the third and final lesson here on courage is is when we realize why they initially suffered defeat at the town of Ai. It goes back to what happened when things were going well for them at the Battle of Jericho. The, the, The swalls had come down. They were winning easily. And one of the Israelites, a man by the name of Achan, rather than listening to the Lord, decided to take some of the stuff for himself. It was all to be devoted to the Lord, but his greed, his covetousness, wanted to keep some, despite the Lord's command. And the lesson on courage here for us is that maybe at times we need to be most courageous when life is going the right way, or at least we think it's going the right way. That's when it's so easy to think we can get away with something. Real courage, Christian courage, says no to sin and does things the Lord's way, whether things are going well or not so well for us. And so, Cody, Christian friends, stand strong with the Lord, filled with his courage, the courage that patiently holds on to his promises, no matter how impossible they sound, the courage that holds on to those same promises, even in the face of defeat, Courage that says no to sin and continues to do what is right even when things are going well for us. The courage that follows Jesus no matter what. So Cody, stand strong with the Lord for he is your God. He has redeemed you to be his very own, ransoming you with his blood. He has brought you into his family, reborn through the water and word of baptism. And he tenderly speaks to you through his word of truth. Stand strong with the Lord your God, filled with his word and filled with his courage. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.